Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Colm O'Regan Wants a Word. And today we're talking about the weather. Blowing in from the west is a hot air mass in the form of Paul Tylock and Tara Flynn. Hello. Hello. And they will be met by a pressure of 890 hectopascals of data, facts and common sense. It's my special guest, CarloWeather.com's Alan O'Reilly. Alan, how did you get into the weather? Were you always a weather obsessive? Snow. Um, which, which snow? The stuff that falls from the sky now. Because right? <laughs> when I tell people I'm addicted to snow, sometimes they look at me a little oddly. But no, it's the snow. That I was always interested in why did it snow and why didn't it snow? And why was it like it felt cold enough to snow, but yet it didn't snow? And then sometimes it was really cold and it still didn't snow. So it was really trying to figure out why it didn't snow. And how, what age were you when this, these, these huge questions were troubling you? <laughs> At least six, Colm, at least six. And also then, my grandparents were an influence. One of my grandfathers was a farmer and the other was a gardener. So they were always interested in the weather. Like the famine forecast after mass on a Sunday was the thing to watch. And of course, these were the days when if you missed that weather, for some reason, they wouldn't give you the same length of weather. You wouldn't find out what the weather was going to be like on Thursday until Wednesday night again. Like you had your chance. And that was it. Oh, yeah. No, if you spoke while they were given the forecast for Wednesday and you spoke over the RT weather presenter, that's it. Like, you, you weren't getting any dinner because <laughs> there was no RT player. There was no putting Joanna Donnelly back on in an hour's time to see what she said. You missed it and you didn't know what was going to happen. And you might get to see area forecast, but really, in Carlo, we're not that close to the sea. So. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was really interesting. I was trying to figure out why it did snow, why it didn't snow. And that obviously then, you know, grew from... There's more than snow, but that's, that's where the main interest is. There's more than snow, but it isn't worth the curse, is it? It's, it's not the only one. What I like about this is I love the weather, and I love the weather forecast, and I can never understand why anybody wouldn't watch the weather forecast. Like, it's, it's only the second most important influence on your life, apart from gravity, right? And, like, people, say, people are out in the weather and they get surprised by rain, and I kind of think you could just look to see if it's going to rain on the weather forecast. Like, take some control of your life, you know? I, I look at the rainfall radar, and uh, I do that for one reason, right? And it's a particular reason in Ireland, and it is showers. Widespread or scattered are always heavy. Showers is a word that strikes fear into the heart of every barbecue organising Irish woman and man. Scattered showers are so much in our psyche. Every election, we end up voting for one shower or the other. (laughs) Heavy rain we can deal with. Good weather we would like to deal with but mostly it's just hourly oscillations between the two extremes. Scattered showers, they're so important they should lead the news bulletin. And the headlines tonight. The Taoiseach has declared a scattered showers emergency and warned no one should plan anything outdoors at all because of an increased risk of disappointment and eventual emigration. Here's Paul with more. A soggy burger bun, a crying child, a dripping cake, an empty bouncy castle. A full angry house including adults dying for a proper pint. Just some of the distressing scenes here at little Madison McCarthy's Holy Communion party. Here in Tullamore County, Offaly, following the arrival of showers. 
Gardi believe the showers landed on the premises at 3pm just as the crack was starting to become mighty. And the adults had a few cans, nothing too heavy. But the only heavy thing was the showers. The weather forecast is one of the institutions of Irish life and it's had a long history on the airwaves. Here's the earliest surviving weather forecast on Irish radio. The chief items of tonight's news are weather will be mainly fair, but there will be local coastal fog and drizzle in the west and north. It will continue rather warm in all districts. Outlook for Saturday, similar. That was our first ever surviving weather forecast from 1939. The forecaster, the continuity announcer there, was Bernadette Plunkett. She retired the following year when she got married because of the civil service ban on married women. Ah, good times. Anyway, (laughs) since then, of course, there's way more detail in our weather. Here's TV3 and Martin King's pioneering style. Ah, how are you? Ho, ho, ho! Ah, yeah, mad front precipitation on the way. Ah, a big how are you to Kathleen in Clonakilty. 79 today, Kathleen, have a bit of cake on me. Sure, why wouldn't I, says you? Ha, ha! Well, hey, fair play to me, says I. Ah, good on you, you good thing, you. And of course, there's T.G. Cahar. Agatha Nishan, I'm sure. Oh. It feels good jazz on my skin. It's so damp out there. And hot. Sticky, oh. Oh, I'm sure. Now, Alan, you provide a two-week weather forecast. Is that right? You go out on a bit of a limb, but Met Aaron wouldn't go that far. Is that because they have to be more conservative than the likes of you? Yeah, and I don't go in front of a TV screen, so people don't know what I look like generally, so they can't find me when they get get it wrong. But generally, generally, I would go to five days. But sometimes when the charts are showing something very consistent, um, I would stick my neck on the line and go. So when Storm Emma was coming, I could see that, and I was getting very excited about Storm Emma arriving. Um, And two weeks in advance, I knew she was coming, so I booked a week off work so I could enjoy Storm Emma. Well, speaking of her, we've had a lot of big weather in the last few years, but that storm, the snow of 2018, was cathartic because for years I had experienced disappointing snow. Would you find the same as well, that we remember the snow from our childhood and then it never was recreated? So we became experts in the kind of depressing science of checking to see whether the snow would stick. You know, And there'd be a photo taunting you on the following day's paper of somebody else enjoying the snow the previous day and you'd see cars passing and they'd have snow on the bonnet of the car and you'd wonder were they a visitor from the past or the future it was amazing (laughs) well finally with uh, storm emma and the beast from the east i could lay all those demons to rest one of the highlights of the snow uh, was our broadcasters people especially like philip boucher hayes and the snow tourists Uh, philip boucher hayes was up in the mountains helping out people who were stuck in the snow and getting more and more frustrated Jess here. Come on, no, come on, guys. In out of the cold. Hop into the back of this. It's too cold to be out now. Yeah. We'll get the kids out of the cold and up this hill now. Did you hear any of the warnings about not coming out here? Yeah, the warnings. 
yeah. care about, but uh, I was alone when I came here, you know, and I didn't realize it would be that hard, you know. Yes, we need Philip Boucher Hayes giving out to fools in other areas of life, backed up by his Land Rover Defender. This is a very good example of what we're talking about. The person ahead of me at the checkout has at least 25 items in that basket, and they have been warned about this. Excuse me, can you all read the sign? Yeah, 10 items or less. He is the person we need to speed up security at the airport. Now here's one we've all encountered before. Every single one of these people has flown in the past, yet all of them seem surprised by the presence of a metal detector and still attempt to go through it dressed pretty much like a medieval knight. <laughs> Hello, yes, you. Didn't you see anything about the metal objects? Yes, it's a metal detector. Well, can't beat them, join them. I'm going to bring some metal of my own into the equation. And one more, Philip Boucher Hayes trying to get into a nightclub. I'm outside a nightclub, a Dublin nightclub as it happens at 1am, a scene being replayed up and down the country. Sorry, not today, pal. This is a situation many of us will be familiar with, being stopped at the door. Let's take a look inside. Look, I won't warn you again. This is your final warning, OK? This is Philip Boucher Hayes for Drive Time. I don't care who you're bleeding there. Get out! <laughs> One thing the snow did do, though, it was a boom for new types of bread. I can see the ads now. What are you eating, Tara? Oh, it's sliced panic, gluten-free bread. What? I didn't know you were a celiac. Oh, I'm not. I'm just trying to build up my tolerance to it. <laughs> you mean your intolerance? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, by eating a portion of gluten-free now, I'll be able to stomach it when I need to. Sliced panic gluten-free bread, because when the snow strikes, sometimes today's best bread might not be today. Sliced panic gluten-free bread, also available in new vegan flavour. I might try the vegan flavour. <laughs> Don't. It's awful. <laughs> One thing about the weather here in Ireland is we love it as a subject of small talk. We talk about it in the strangest of places. I imagine even at the moon landing, for example. Okay, we see you, Neil, coming down the stairs. This is one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. Okay, Buzz, you can go. Oh, really? Like, I'm second? Yeah, yeah hey, listen, it's fine. I'm actually eight months older than Neil, but look, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But there was a third person up there in that module, Irish-American Michael Collins. Okay, Michael, you can go down. Oh, grand, yeah. What's the weather like back home? Is it warm? It's freezing here. No atmosphere either. Ha! Dead! Ha! 
And of course, we can't help talking about the weather at times of great sorrow, like a funeral. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your trouble. It's tragic to lose everyone in your life in such a sudden way. Yes, it really is an unbearable tragedy. <sighs> I don't know if it's any comfort, but they would—they they would have been delighted with how the day turned out. <laughs> yes, it's—it's it's a huge comfort that the weather was good for it. I mean, it would have been miserable if it was raining. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I'd cope if there was a scattered shower. <laughs> Alan. As a man with data and facts, you must be the enemy of small talk around the office, are you? Yeah. So when people say that it's been really wet and we've only had four rain days in 22, and on average we have 16, it's not been very wet. Um, but funnily, they don't like when you contradict them. Even though you have the data, you can print it off, you can show them, you can say it hasn't been really wet. And do you? Do you print it off? I do. <laughs> I even create bar charts. <laughs> I love a good bar chart. That sounds great. And uh, does euphemism and all that kind of thing just drive you nuts? Soft days, and you're like, no, let's see how soft it was. Yeah, when somebody says it was the wettest day in, like, forever, and you had 22 mil of rain, but you had 44 last week, you're like, it's only a week ago, and it was twice as wet. How can you say it was the wettest day since forever? I love you, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Alan, remind us again of the different equipment on your uh, weather station. What do you have? So, a thermometer, a rain bucket, a wind vane, an anemometer. Can I just interrupt the... I was hoping there might be a more technical term for something to measure rain than a rain bucket. It wouldn't be a rainometer or anything like that. There's a tipping bucket. There's a tipping bucket in the rain collector. Okay, that'll do. That's an extra level. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but... It's good to measure data, but obviously it needs to be translated for people as well, too. I think we need a way of linking to real-life concerns, so there should be a refinement of the weather forecast. With low humidity and moderate winds, clothes drying levels should be high. At this stage, we forecast duvets could be dry by the end of the day. <laughs> Tea towels dry as soon as you'd look at them. And jeans... Well, they never dry properly. And they get an old smell, don't they? Also, we need to be able to translate the weather into a realistic and comprehensive guide as to whether we need to go to work or not in different weather emergencies. We now go over to our National Weather Emergency Coordination Centre where a press conference is about to start. I think they're ready for us now. Uh, good morning. Morning, everyone. Morning. Um, Thanks for coming. Uh, we've had a lot of queries and we just want to go over yeah. the official guidance about attendance. John and myself here. Uh, so uh, about attendance at work during the current weather alert. So first, well, I, I'll take this one. John. Uh, yeah, go so for first, it, yeah. if you work in the civil service, you're probably off anyway a week ago yeah. when it got a bit breezy and your unspecified ailments started acting up. So... 
Yeah. Yeah. Basically, guys, if you work for an exciting, dynamic tech company, uh, like say with a football table, your boss will be all like, "Hey, man, that's cool," but uh, you know, your absence will be noted because they're passive aggressive that way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if you work, if you work in a minimum wage job, like say a, a call center for a large, tight margin company that times your toilet breaks and treats you like a child. Well, you can uh, expect to stay and work until the bitter end uh, when your company under pressure on social media grudgingly gives you the time off. Um, we forecast no change in this situation for the remainder of, um, of capitalism, really, or the end of the world, whichever comes first. Yeah, whichever. But I, I really can't stress enough, if you work in Lidl, I suggest you stay in the store, arm yourselves with special offer hatchets. Yeah, yeah. Okay? <laughs> The looters are going to be there in half an hour. All right. And finally, if you are Theresa Mannion or Philip Outer Hayes, there is no day off. Your nation needs you. Godspeed. Godspeed. All the data and forecasting in the world can't cure stupid, though. And stupid will continue to believe clickbait weather headlines as long as news websites still exploit stupidity. So how it works is as follows. About twice a year, two types of charlatan weather forecaster pop up like the Hamburglar to deliver a prediction. In spring, they will predict the hottest summer since that hot summer that middle-aged people remember the last time they were truly happy. And then in autumn, they will predict the worst snow since the Black Death. Then the papers publish it to try and get a few clicks. The Daily Express is my favourite in England. They put emergency weather in between cancer and fear of immigrants. Worst freeze for 20 years. Big freeze to last a month. Icy blast will last a month. New cold snap to last for a month. Freezing weather will kill. Killer freeze to get worse. Big freeze will kill thousands. Coldest winter in a hundred years on way. Months of storms batter Britain. <laughs> storms to last till spring. Arctic blast to last month. Big freeze to last three months. Heat wave to last a month. Heat wave to last all summer. Britain's driest July for 247 years. Get ready for a 100 degree heat wave. Tropical storms to hit Britain. 95 degree heat wave to blast back. <laughs> That appeared to be an audience cheering the possibility of the English getting bad weather there. <laughs> the worst kind of schadenfreude. The other type of amateur weather forecaster is more benign. This is somebody who watches the animals to see how they're behaving. But frankly, I think the animals actually are just taking the mick out of them. Let's imagine a stoat and a pine, Martin, sending him astray. Hey, stoat, what are you doing? Hiya, pine, Martin. Just wrecking your man's head. Dr. Doolittle over there. His Jack Russell told me that the old codger watches me every year. Uh, does a weather forecast based on what I've been doing. Uh, and do you know what the weather's doing? Course not. I'm a stoat. <laughs> I can barely clean my face. Since I found out, I've been taking the piss. Watch this. Huh? Huh? Are you? You're throwing your poo at a thistle. Yeah. <laughs> It's meaningless. Means nothing. What's he doing? He's, uh, he's taking notes. <laughs> go on, go on. You do something. Oh, uh, oh, what did, uh, 
Okay. Oh, oh. Ha, 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 legend. Shake that thing. Oh, let's see what he makes of that. <laughs> and sure enough, a couple of days later on websites like independent.ie... A Kerry fisherman and amateur weather forecaster says we will have an exceptionally cold winter because the Pine Martins are twerking in the woods. More, including typos, as we get it. Alan, what do you make of these uh, particular type of weather forecasters? Something about your body language suggests you don't have a great opinion. A stop clock is right twice a day. <clears throat> and I don't read horoscopes, so I don't read those forecasts. And have you got into any arguments with any of these uh, people? Yeah, discussion forum on the internet. Um, but you actually did that thing that I've always hoped somebody would do. You looked at one of these weather forecasters and you tracked their predictions and looked at the actual weather. What did you find? I paid money for a forecast and then I compared it to my weather station data and I showed that it was no use whatsoever. And then I got into discussion as to how it was useless and I got every excuse literally under the sun, pun intended, um, because apparently rain in Carlo can be within 100 to 250 kilometres away. I don't think this person realised quite sm how small Ireland is, um, but it can also be a day or two off and rain can actually be heavy dew. And, well, when it comes to temperature, that's not really very accurate, so don't mind the temperature. And, well... It might have been snow, but it could come a week later. So pretty much every excuse. The only good thing in Colin was in the end, the internet forum that I was on banned him because everybody got sick of the excuses. Wow. And the thing is, people do pay money for these uh, shyster weather forecasts, but it's a scam, really, isn't it? It is, but I don't get paid for mine. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe there might be something in it because they get paid for theirs. But yeah, it's a complete scam. Um, like weather models that are generated by huge server farms of like crazy amounts of CPU power can go really two weeks and that's at a real push and the accuracy level beyond five days is still quite poor. So anything beyond two weeks is really horoscope level. So moving from weather to climate and it's a big story at the moment, people talking about climate change. People have different views. Uh, one Irish public representative thinks only one person can control the climate. I believe that God above is in charge of, of, the, of the weather and that we here can't do anything about it. That was Danny Healy-Ray TD there. Alan, regarding climate change, do you have enough data to say anything about climate change? Um, obviously, climate change is happening and we have an increase in temperatures. But climate and weather are not as closely linked as people might think. Um, so when we get a really hard winter or we get a storm season that's very like very stormy, people will directly equate that to uh, climate change. However, if you look back to the early 1900s and the late 1800s, they had far worse weather than we've had now. And I don't think anybody said there was climate change back then. So climate is changing, but weather patterns may slowly adjust. But you can't say that there's a direct correlation between climate and weather. There's just not enough data. Maybe if we live to be 150, 160, we might have enough bar charts to be able to put them together to say, yeah, this is climate change. It sounds like that would be one of your dreams to live that long, <laughs> to have enough bar charts. Think of all the snow I'd see. <laughs> now, Danny Healy Ray claims that God is controlling the weather. We can't know for sure, but what if we could? 
What if God was talking directly to Danny and once and for all we knew the truth? Danny, it's God. But you're a woman. Uh, you must be the messenger. Yeah, okay, if you like. Anyway, God told me that he used to control the weather, but then he stopped bothering, so it's all us, I'm afraid. When did he stop? About 20,000 years ago. But what about Noah's Ark and the punishment for fornication? No, no, that was deforestation. Something got lost in translation. But with this climate change, will Kerry be safe? I'm worried about the people who voted for me. Danny, we're all worried about the people who voted for you. Whether we experience the worst of climate change and the weather it sends or not, I know there's one weatherman who is cheerful enough to make even the most apocalyptic weather forecast seem okay. Here's the real Martin King. You wouldn't put a milk bottle. That's if you could get a milk bottle out and what's going on right now. Uh, another rough one out there, folks. We're looking at storm surge in the Offaly Islands area. Watch out too for a shower of methane bombs moving in from the Atlantic. Methane bombs, huh? In my day, they used to be called farts. Huh? Who opened their lunch? What? Anyway, highs today of 50 to 55 degrees. So it's going to be only deadly. And I mean that it's going to be only deadly. What? A uh, very happy birthday to Trisha Geary and Ballinamore. Enjoy it because it might be your last one, Trisha. Oh, and also the Holy Rosary Sisters of the Apocalypse are having a cake sale. Uh, they're selling their last cake. Fair play to them. Uh, put me down to lick the wrapper, will you? Please. It might be the last wrapper. We'll all get to lick. Uh, and to your photos. Uh, that's a mushroom cloud just over Crumlin Shopping Centre. Fair play to Dean for getting out and taking that photo for us. Uh, he's Dean's from Drimna. Cheers. Thanks for that. Uh, good night. And if we're all here again tomorrow, we'll talk to you then. Good luck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Colm O'Regan Wants a Word. My thanks to Paul Tylak and Tara Flynn. And weather forecaster extraordinaire from CarloWeather.com, Alan O'Reilly. Yeah!